0: Do you breathe purple and gold? Are you ready to hoist the
1: colors? Now, time for the most in-depth look at the world of ECU athletics. Welcome in to Hoist the Colors with your host, Stephen Igo, on 94.3 The Game. Watch the show live on Facebook and at 943thegame.com. Now,
0: here's your host, Stephen Igo. I of the show. Very excited about the show. First pitch from Norfolk, Virginia. We'll have our conversation with Bristol Carter, ECU outfitter at the walk-off hit against North Carolina on Sunday. We'll recap that, look ahead to ODU more coming up later in the program. But we're leading off today with East Carolina quarterback Jake Garcia. He's new to ECU, transfer by way of Missouri, also spent time at Miami. And Jake, how's the... Uh, First off, welcome in. How's How's Greenville treating
1: you, man? Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, no, it's been a good time so far, man. Just trying to get adjusted, um, and uh, the process of of you know getting to a new town and um, uh, a new university and new teammates and all that. It's been a It's been a good process so far. So been enjoying it. And we were talking,
0: and you didn't get the chance to to visit like obviously during the recruitment process so how, how kind of crazy was it you committed to ECU during the winter and you were trying to get in early mid-year so walk us through that uh the recruitment process what kind of led you to East Carolina
1: you yeah, know definitely uh it was a it was definitely a little bit of a crazy process um but I mean at the end of the day all things worked out and um I'm very thankful for that and um just gotta trust that the that the, the process it'll work out man so um yeah, I mean things kind of happened quick for me um, within that process and um, of finding my way here and uh, East Carolina. I mean it's it's a spot to be. You have a, a Coach Baker who I've known since uh, what my freshman year, sophomore year of high school. Um, so I mean I've uh, I've known him and been in contact with him. So when I got in the portal, he ended up hitting me up, um, and that's where I got that connection from. Um, and then just started doing some more research on my own, um, and and it just it looked better and better and. Um, there's pieces that are coming back, and there's pieces that we got in. So uh, I mean, it's I'm looking forward to this season, man. it's it's going to be really exciting, and you know, get those stands packed. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. Jay Garcia with us, uh, East Carolina quarterback coming over
0: from Missouri and also Miami. We'll talk a lot about your your background and uh, you know, title town and all that you, you've been experiencing in the past. But I was just curious. You mentioned. Uh, jdb so i guess that dates back to when you committed to usc yes sir and uh you know how quickly did that relationship grow when he kind of reached out to you in the portal and just like kind of reconnecting
1: there a little bit yeah definitely no it definitely grew quick um familiar faces right i think uh i think human nature is to kind of go with the familiarity and um sometimes you want to get away from the familiarity um and try to try to branch out um but other times you want to get back to where you're comfortable at and um I think uh, having that comfort there and that familiarity is something that was important to me um, when I was looking at schools. And I mean, I mean, this is, this is a place where uh, where I have that. And uh, I mean, just watching. So I, my freshman year of high school, I was at Long Beach Poly um, and got to back up Matt Corral, who was at Ole Miss for what four years, um, and ended up going over the Panthers for a while. Um, so I backed him up for my freshman year. And when he was at Ole Miss, I was watching all the games, right? Because I was in high school and I just want to watch the games and uh, I got to see the offense that Ole Miss was running um, and and JDB was part of that so uh, I had familiarity within the offense I didn't know the ins and outs but um, just seeing what they were doing visually um, it was was really cool to see and that was something that I wanted to be a part of Um, so it kind of reminds me similar of of like one of my high school offenses of up-tempo and um, getting the ball out, giving the quarterback options, um, and just kind of leaving it up to them.
0: And I you know, I was going to ask the offense, so much of it is based off tempo, too. And right. I know you've been in the Miami, the Missouri s- offense. How similar is it at all? Is it you know completely different?
1: Have you had to learn a lot early on? It's very, very different. Yeah. Um, we didn't, in my prior years, we haven't done the tempo stuff. Um, and But I mean, that's where I feel comfortable at. That's where I feel comfortable at is getting the up-tempo stuff and I think it's fun when when we get a big run and it creases or we uh we put the ball down the field or I put it I throw a little out route right in five yards and five yards turns into 25 turns into 35 right and we're running down the field and I got my linemen in my hand pushing them like hey let's push the tempo let's push the tempo um I find that stuff fun um just kind of keeping it upbeat and catching people off guard and Making, making guys run laterally while we're still trying to get down the field and I think that's something that uh, gives you an edge on people for sure and spring ball a couple weeks away y'all
0: will have spring break on, on campus and then you'll know, come back have a week and then start that i think march 19th the first official practice dates but uh you know there's going to be a competition you kate and hauser we've had on the show raheem jeter coming back so how do you guys early on kind of like how are y'all meshing and also like pushing each other too in, in the workouts and that sort of stuff
1: yeah definitely um i mean you look at college football you look at football in general right and um I think quarterback is a very unique position, um, just because there's there's one of us on the field, right? And I mean, other positions they rotate, right? And quarterbacks don't rotate really, so um, it's a unique situation um, for sure. Um, but I think we've done a really good job so far of uh, of being mature about it, um, of being able to push and pull, right? Um, so I think being able to push each other and help each other out when when it's needed, like hey, like I got a question, like you How'd you, how are you looking at this or what do you see on that, right? So being able to pick each other's brain um, because at the end of the day, it's about winning. It's about the team. So um, I think we've been, uh, done a really good job of that so far. So um, I'm looking forward to competing with the guys and um, and I'm sure that they feel the same way too.
0: And it's kind of unique, you and Caden, two California guys. I know he's originally from Vegas, but at East Carolina, competing mm-hmm. for the job. So is that's you know, just kind of college football now. But y'all, he's,
1: he was telling me y'all have kind of thrown together in the past. Y'all do know each other a little bit, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. So, uh, With my quarterback coach back home, uh, Danny Hernandez. So um, he puts a lot of guys out, uh, really knowledgeable on his craft. So um, yeah, we've we've thrown together before, and uh, yeah, I mean it's it's funny the way things work out. Jake Garcia in studio. So
0: how quickly you know upon entering, you know you're obviously trying to because quarterback you got to be able to lead guys too. So that you know that balance of you're trying to learn guys names get to know them and also trying to maybe develop some leadership skills among this roster so what's that dynamic been like for you
1: you know it's a it's definitely a tough process um, but it's something that you just gotta kind of got to focus on and lock in on um, I think within that process you I think it's not about like just all right let me memorize everybody's names right, right? it's about being able to have conversations with people and being able to to relate to them on a deeper on a deeper level than just that surface level of what's your of what's your name where are you from um so yeah I mean I think just having conversations with the guys and I think personally um I'm a I'm a people person so I like to to communicate with people and uh um just kind of get to know people's stories and whatnot and and I think that's the way that you relate and that you're able to get kind of a bond um going so that when things come around and spring ball and you need somebody to all right, hey, I need you here, I need you there. You're able to know how to push and pull and they know that it's coming from a genuine place and not of a place like, hey man, he's just trying to be the boss. Like, no, like, hey, I'm looking out for you. You know what I'm saying?
0: Jake Garcia with us. So let's go into your background a little bit. And obviously, you know, you, you've you been in on the West Coast. You've been in Georgia. Uh, you went to Missouri, obviously, after your time at Miami. So, hey, man, you've traveled almost the whole uh, U.S. <laughs> but uh, we'll go back to your high school days. And you were you were featured on the documentary where we were talking earlier, you know, the title town at Valdosta. You are a part of that. You had to go to Grayson to finish your your, your prep career. Um, kind of walk us through the, the craziness of all that during COVID, trying to find the best place to play, also dealing with some cameras and attention, that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, man, it was, a, it was definitely a crazy opportunity, um, but it was a good one. Um, and it's something that I wouldn't trade. Um, I think that my story um, up to this point, and I know that my story is still being written and um, I'm trying to write it every day. Um, and but I mean I think that my story up to this point has been a it's been a hectic one. Um, but I definitely think that it's something that goes into it to show um, perseverance and uh, the will to 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 finish right. So um, I mean yeah. So I started out in California. COVID hit. Um, ended up moving to South Georgia um, and playing at Valdosta for. I only got to play in one game because um, I got rolled ineligible after the game happened. Um, so that win, I guess we ended up giving it up. Um, but I was ineligible, so uh, it hurt, man. I wanted to be with those guys, and uh, that's where the title town high was filmed at, um, the Netflix series, and um, that was a, a crazy experience for for sure, with the cameras and everything. But I think it was good, man. My my freshman year at Long Beach Poly, we had a uh, we had I forgot what the show was called, I forgot what it was called, but we had we had the same type of deal going on, um, so. I had kind of seen how people were acting with cameras around right. and the way that Matt conducted himself with cameras around. Um, so, I mean, I think just getting used to it, it was a, it was a good experience and, um, definitely for expo- exposure as well. Um, so super thankful for that opportunity and then ended up finishing out over at Grayson high school up in, uh, right outside of Atlanta. So ended up with the state championship. Um, and that was, a, I I think it was a way to go out for sure. Um, but yeah,
0: no doubt crazy. And, uh, Obviously, you committed to USC at one time, end up going to Miami. We'll talk about that. But I just want to, you know, when you're dealing with cameras at that young age, like how do you try to ignore that and just, I don't know, go about your life? Because it has to bring at least some form of pressure. You know, you, obviously, you were a pretty name recruit. But, you know, just dealing with all that noise, is it easier said than done to block it
1: all out? I enjoy it. Yeah. I do enjoy it. I'm not saying that I'm a uh, – um, I need it guy. I need that attention right now. But, um, no, I definitely enjoy it. Um, I think that it's something that I embrace. Um, and, and just being able to be you being the authentic you, right? And there's people that'll change when the camera gets on them and whatnot. But I think just being able to focus on just what you have to do, I think that shows you're able to tune out the cameras, the noise, um, and, and focusing on the task at hand or focusing on on your classroom, because they would get us in the classroom, too, right? Right. Um, so, I mean, like, I would go to class mic'd up. <laughs> like, Which is pretty crazy. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, um, but, I mean, just being where your feet are at, being where your feet are at, and just trying to tune out the outside noise. Um, it's definitely a skill that you have to, to work on and uh, continuously work on, too. Um, but, I mean, I think it was a good opportunity, a good uh, foundation, I think it was a good foundation because at the end of the day we're trying to win and when we win, the cameras come out.
0: No doubt. Uh you, you so you get to Miami, where there's also plenty of cameras and you play early in your career, your freshman year, you had success in that game, then you, you get injured. Mm-hmm. Uh you would have to miss the rest of the season. So that was tough. Uh take us through that that process and uh how, how tough that injury was your freshman year.
1: Oh man. That was uh Yeah, that was definitely that was tough, man. That was tough. So uh, freshman year, first game that I got to play in, De'Aaron King was a starter um, for the first, I want to say, four games uh, of the season. And then the fifth game is when – so he had broken his collarbone the fourth game Mm -hmm. against Michigan State, come out the fifth game, compete for the starting job. Um, I pulled the ball on his own read, and, I mean, I didn't really run like that in high school, but I pulled the ball. I'm like, all right, if they do this one more time, like – it's time for me. It's time for me to take it. So, ended up pulling it and went for probably about 50. And uh, I'm looking back, right? Because I'm like, oh man, I don't know how fast these guys are. They're gonna get me. Um, Should have just hit it. Should have right. just went, and I would have been in. But got me down to like the three or the four. Um, ankle got caught up and uh, tore five ligaments. So um, that was the end of my season. Ended up finishing out the game. That was like the second quarter. Um, I was trying to. I was trying to play. So. Ended up going to halftime, had a lightning break, told him I needed some ibuprofen and twisted my ankle on the sideline celebrating the whole deal, right? And uh, ended up going out, throwing out two touchdowns, and then couldn't walk the next day. So mm-hmm. um, I think it definitely, not I think, I know it definitely put me in a uh, in a dark place um, mentally because I've always had like the highest to highs and the lowest to lows um, throughout my, my football career, um, but I've always overcame. So mm-hmm for that situation that was my first time where i really got sat down and got told i couldn't play right and i couldn't overcome that so uh it definitely it messed with my head for sure and just watching like the team kind of slip away my job what i wanted my job to be right kind of slip away from me so um it definitely it, it built me up though for sure i think it definitely built me up because i was able to relate to people my sophomore year coming back and uh uh people that were hurt or people that had bad days, right? And I see them leaving the facility, I'm like, hey man, come here. Like, man, I'm done with this, like, hey, calm down, calm down, we're good, talk to me, right? And just being able to relate to people on, on a different level and um, just kind of finding out how you can personally flip from bad days to good days, right? Um, or I've heard the saying, um, we don't have bad, bad games, right, we have like a bad moment in time, right? So I think just being able to turn the page on things um, and and clear your mind and find yourself again, I think that's huge, and it helped me in in that process. And then you come back your
0: next year, you you play a lot. I think you start at Virginia, right? Mm -hmm. You you guys won that game. Um, And then, you know, take us through that season then entering the portal, going to Missouri, kind of what led to your decision there?
1: Yeah, so I, um, I had committed to Manny Diaz as my head coach over at Miami. Um, and Red Lashley as my office coordinator uh, ended up after my freshman year they ended up leaving so um, red Lashley ended up taking the head coaching job over at SMU um, and whole new staff came in after that um, and yeah just went through the season um, and I it just it wasn't really the right environment for me the right fit for me. Um, uh, love those people to death. Um, still keeping contact with a lot of people down there, um, but I mean, it just wasn't my situation, my offense, and um, just didn't really feel that same comfortability in it. So, um, decided to end up leave, end up leaving, um, and ended up in Missouri. Um, and and things didn't ultimately end up how I wanted them to over there for my personal sake. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about the team, and we got to go to the Cotton Bowl. So that's huge um, and an experience that I wouldn't trade out. Uh, and and at the end of the day, I said, I told myself when I was in that portal and I ended up going to Missouri, I told myself, I don't know what's going to happen, but at least I'll get to say that I was in this environment, right? I put myself in that position to be a little kid again. And, and I always had these dreams of of being in a packed out stadium and and going over there and taking down this team or that team and being a part of that so when we got to go to the Cotton Bowl and all throughout the season I just try to keep my head on right um because it could be it, it definitely was hard for me um uh not playing and not seeing the field so but just trying to do what I can do to win so um uh game plan wise or or making sure that I'm keeping eyes on the safeties the corners for for Brady the quarterback that was over there um, just trying to pull my my 111th or whatever I can do so yeah, definitely.
0: All right, he is Jake Garcia. We'll take our first break. We'll come back. We'll uh, we'll visit again with Jake. Get to know his impressions of ECU and uh, early on. And uh, we got to get him out to a baseball game. We're talking about that, so we'll, we'll talk about that and more. This is uh, Hoist the Colors on a Tuesday. We'll be right back. This is ECU head football coach Mike Houston, and you're listening to Hoist the Colors on ninety four point three The Game. All right, welcome back in. Oyster Colors on this Tuesday. Visiting with Jake Garcia. All right, so we were talking off the air, Jake. Like, I don't know what your impressions were of ECU. You know, California guy. East Carolina University. I'm sure it's not making a lot of headlines out west. And uh, you weren't able to visit here. So, take us through, like, what your impressions were. You were committed. You knew there was, you know, an opportunity to come and compete for the job. But, like, getting on campus, seeing the stadium, what were kind of your impressions, man?
1: You know, definitely. I had said earlier that uh that a dream of mine was to to be in that packed out stadium and and honestly like that that's what I'm getting here. So uh um I mean I went we drove up, I drove up with my family, uh, my mom and dad, and we drove up and ended up finding a gate that was open. So um this is when we first got here. I ended up walking up inside the stadium and I was like, Yeah, this is impressive. This is impressive for sure. Um and I mean you look at the record last year, um and it was a rough one, and that's not going to happen again. That that won't happen again. And the games are still packed. Right. right. I mean, you have people that are going to the games, and and they're all about it. So um, when we get this thing rolling, which we are, it's going to be an exciting time.
0: And, you know, 2-10, and 10, and I've talked about this with multiple guys, but, like, when you get here, it doesn't feel like a two and ten program. Like it was just a two and ten season. Like the yeah. culture, you can speak on it coming in. But like with Mike Houston in his sixth year, he's won before. What what kind of your impressions of the culture coming in as a, a newer guy?
1: That this is a winning program. It's a it's a winning culture. Um, uh, things just didn't work out, and sometimes that happens. Um, and people have to understand that, that sometimes that things like that just happen. Um, and it's not necessarily always a player or the players or The coaches right sometimes things just don't click and that's just what it is so um, moving forward um we have to i think just step back and assess um and i wasn't here last year but being able to talk to people and ask them um their 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 takes on reasons right and um just how we can turn it around so i think coming together collectively um as a group and just kind of like hey like this we're turning this thing around we're turning this thing around and we're going to get it right. Um, I think that's huge. How much have
0: y'all you know, tried to, to throw together as quarterbacks and receivers just to kind of build that repertoire? A lot of new guys coming in, a lot of guys returning too with talent. So how, how have you guys gone about doing that?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. We've uh, we've had like a little schedule where we throw. Um, uh, we've been throwing every Saturday morning. Um, we've thrown uh, leading up to this point in time. Uh, it was throughout the week as well. Um, kind of get your guys together and just go out there and throw. And, I mean, this is, I'm going to be honest, like, this is a group that is, it, they want the work, right? Um, this group wants the work. They want to go out there. They want to work on their craft. They want to get better. They want to build um, that 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 team bond. Um, so, I mean, it's a special group, and that's why I'm saying, like, <laughs> generally, like, we have a lot of potential. We have guys that that want to is there, right? So, um, I'm excited to get started, man. No doubt. Big spring coming up.
0: Uh, again, we're live on YouTube, Facebook. If you guys want to drop a question, do that. we got a few minutes left with Jake. We'll uh, get it to him. So William Landon wants to know, what do you feel like are your biggest strengths and what will we be working on the most this spring, upcoming?
1: Right, I think uh, working on the most this spring, definitely, uh, I mean, just within the new offense, just kind of mastering the offense and um, being able to be comfortable enough with the offense to where I can put... I can have fun with it, right? And you're not a robot, you're you're going through it and you're able to kind of put your own little flair on it and you're able to, to do things like that. And that's when you start having fun with things and things take off for you. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest things. Um, and that also comes with tied in with, uh, with that team chemistry, right, um, the bond there, and really just getting the offense rolling. Um, I think being able to talk to the defensive guys and get their take on things Um, ask them, hey, where did you see my eyes here? Like is that what kinda brought you over here? Or little things like that. Um, seeing different people's perspectives on things. Um and then I think uh strengths strengths is uh I think I can touch every part of the field, um, get that ball out. Um and I think that I do make people around me better. Um so um I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to working with the guys and uh, um, I know that they're all excited for spring ball too, man. They just, we'll be walking to class and, man, I'm so ready. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You got to get through uh, <laughs> all the workouts first, which I know that
0: getting towards the end of that and then you'll have be able to have some fun on the field. Any uh, any of the receivers or you know running backs, guys you're throwing to, have they impressed you thus far uh, among, amongst the group you're throwing to?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, it wouldn't even, I'm being honest, it wouldn't be right to, to – Single out guys. To single out guys because I know I'd be leaving off guys, but um, one that I'm super excited about is uh is Winston. I'm excited to see him go. I'm excited to see Chase go. Um, I'm excited to see Wiz go. Um, man, we got we got guys, man. We got Malik. I think Malik's gonna have a really good year. he's,
0: he's got a chance. Kind of flying under the radar, but he's got a chance to be really good. I like Malik. No doubt. I um. Like Malik. We touched on this earlier. Robert wants to know. He may have missed it. He says, "Was it fun or distracting being on a Netflix series in high school?" He says, "You were put in tough situations." So you said you're you're not shy of the camera. So out of was it fun or stressful at all? Or you just dealt with it.
1: No, it wasn't stressful. It wasn't stressful. Yeah. It was a it was a good time. It was it was fun. It was for sure fun. And I mean. Personally, I got left out of the drama stuff. Yeah, I got right. left out of the drama stuff. So mine, mine was just football. Right.
0: right? So if you would have stayed, do you think you would have been wrapped up in some of the drama?
1: I would have, I would have <laughs> ran the other way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you would tried to just focus on the football.
1: I would have just focused on the football,
0: no doubt. Uh, Jay Garcia with us, uh, and, and obviously we talked about you know the the battle going in the spring, and, and that's not new for for you or Kate nor Raheem. So you know. Regardless of how this, the the reps are split up in practice, like how do you approach it from you know go from the film room to the practice field? Is it just every rep is that much more important?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, but I think also at the same time, I think it's a big thing to not focus on other people, right? Um, not focus on what he's doing or what he's doing. I think it's important to focus on what you're doing um, and really just run your own race. You know what I'm saying? Run your own race, and I think that that's the way that you get the most out of things. I think that's the way that I'll be able to um, running my own race is the way that I'll be able to develop the best, develop the quickest, um, and not add any extra pressure to myself. You know, I think um, just being able to lock in on my, on my part of things, but also being able to, to take the mental reps, right, and be able to learn from film and, and watch other people's reps— I think that's something that also helps too. So, um, I mean, there's a balance of it for sure. But, yeah, um, I mean, I think running your own race is big.
0: And last year, East
1: Carolina had a,
0: a top 40 defense. And, you know, much has been made about the offense, which is why you guys are here, why JDB and company are here. So, I imagine y'all will get challenged pretty good defensively, uh, or when you take the offense out there. So, y'all looking forward to that because y'all be going against a pretty good defense
1: too on a daily basis. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to them. I'm excited. Yeah, I heard there's some talking going on already. (laughs) I'm excited to talk to them. I'm cool with all those defensive guys, man. I'm cool with them. Um, even though they're bad guys, like, I'm cool with them, right? I'm cool with them. So, um, I'm excited to, and that's another thing is, is being able to be a cool, being able to be a people person and being able to, uh, have that relationship with the guys on both sides of the ball not just your side of the ball I think it's something that that boost the whole team right because when we go in, a, when we go into battle and it's during the season um we're gonna need those guys and they're gonna need us right we need to play compliment, complimentary ball so um i think being able to go out there in the spring ball and have that relationship with the guys and just talk a little bit and they're gonna talk too for sure so um
0: that makes the practice fun though yeah I mean, most definitely I mean, there's most no definitely. doubt
1: that's what the best uh spring ball is like
0: and uh we were talking uh got a few minutes left with you Got to get you out to an ECU baseball game, man, especially now that the weather's warming up. It was 6,000 record crowd on on Sunday. But are you looking forward to maybe getting out to a baseball game soon?
1: Yeah, most definitely. I'm going to be out there for sure. Um, I drove by. I was like, oh, man, I want to go. But I was busy, so uh, um, didn't get to go in. But, I mean, I drove by, and I saw the fence, and I saw people standing on cars. And I'm like, (laughs) dang, what's going on? Like, it's like that? Yeah, Just like that. Like I gotta get there. I gotta get there. It's
0: a special place, man. When 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 ECU is winning in sport obviously football has uh, benefited from that too. Right. And uh, so so take us through your schedule right now with with uh, spring ball coming up. How much are y'all you know working out versus you know working out on your own? You know doing winter workouts that sort of stuff.
1: Right. So we've been uh, we've been lifting two days a week and then um, two days three days two days a week um, and then going three days um, as like just kind of football-engaged stuff. Um, so we're making that transition. Um, and, I mean, just getting in the film room uh, has been super big. And then uh, we're trying to steal time as quarterbacks. So um, just trying to get extra time in, uh, whether it be installs or, or review, film review of of uh, of our stuff that we have going on or just trying to get in our indie work. Um, definitely just being able to do something every day. Every day um, is part of the consistency that, that ends up, turning out to a good outcome. So, um, yeah, I mean, and we're getting guys together. Like yesterday, I was throwing with the guys. So um, we didn't have any workouts going on, any football stuff going on. So like, yeah, let's go out and throw. He is Jake Garcia. Jake, we
0: appreciate the time, man. been good to get to know you. Spring ball, less than a month away. We'll see you out in the practice field. and yes, uh, Best of luck uh, coming up this offseason, man, but uh, welcome to Greenville ECU. I know Power fans are excited to see you, man. Thank
1: you. I appreciate
0: it. Absolutely. He is Jake Garcia. Appreciate his time on today's program. We'll get a break in. We'll come back. We'll have our interview with Bristol Carter. He had the walk-off hit Sunday against North Carolina. We'll share that interview and also preview ODU with Bristol. This is Hoist the Colors on a Tuesday.
1: Everything you need to know in the world of ECU athletics. This is Hoist the Colors with Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. All
0: right, welcome in to our interview with Bristol Carter, ECU. Freshman outfielder, just had a great moment on Sunday night early in his career. Which we'll talk about, and uh, we'll talk about how he came to ECU much more as he joins us via Team Boneyard and also the uh, the 23 Club, part of the ECU baseball NIL initiative. And uh, Bristol, first off, man, thanks for for coming in on sir. this uh, this Monday afternoon. You got yes, you got to be feeling pretty good, right? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, Bristol, let's let's talk about it, and we'll get into more of your story. You know, we we've talked during your. Recruitment process and all that uh, before you got to ECU, but uh, last night, you know, it's one of the reasons you come to East Carolina playing these games. So, can you take us through the emotions of trying to control it going into your at bat and then getting yeah, the walk off? You hit it.
2: You hit it spot on. It's definitely uh, one of the reasons why I came here and play in front of these uh, amazing fans. But you know, if we wouldn't be in the spot where it was if it wasn't for um, Starlin hitting that hitting that single and then JC hitting that double down the line. And then intentional walk Dixon so so it's definitely definitely for nice of them getting on um, but just just going up to the bat I, I had a feeling that they were gonna um intentional walk Dixon Williams just because of the way he was um hitting the ball all night but um I just trying to control my breathing control uh not let the kind of game speed up and just just relax and have fun and I knew they had to pitch to me because his base is loaded with one out so I just tried to put a
0: a barrel on the ball and it's exactly what i did and it was, it was the best feeling so slider low and away you took for ball one uh it, it may seem like simple like obviously everybody's always like why like when it, when they watch baseball, like why are you swinging that slider low and away it was because it looks like it's gonna be a strike yeah, you don't understand true. that but like taking that pitch and then knowing that you would already seen it and then i'm guessing he throws it the second pitch but it's over the plate how much yep. did that kind of help you you had seen it you were ahead in the count you could you know did that kind of relax you a little bit through? yeah
2: it definitely relaxed me just being able to see that first pitch I saw it really well obviously because he threw it to me mm-hmm. second and uh second pitch and left it over the plate and I took it for
0: took it for a hit so did you like black out when you're running the center field getting mobbed by your teammates what was that like you
2: know it was it was an awesome feeling I kind of didn't I kind of blocked out the crowd because right. I couldn't really hear hear how loud the crowd was but after watching videos and stuff it was it was really loud but um yeah, it was an awesome feeling just being able to see all my teammates running after me and uh, getting a little water shower
0: after that felt good. How cold was there? Did you not even feel it? Because it was so I, much I honestly
2: didn't feel it in the moment, but after my jersey was, was soaked and it definitely was some uh, ice cold water, it was definitely
0: cold. So, obviously, you know, you were a, a pretty name recruit when you committed, and, uh, you know, there's talk, hey, Bristol Carter might get selected in the draft. You had opportunities, but you chose to, to come to ECU and, um, you know, take us through that process too, because there were opportunities there, but you really wanted to play college baseball and you wanted to play for these fans as well, right?
2: Yes, sir, absolutely. You know, I just kind of just put it all in the uh, the Lord's hands and just let him take it from there. But um, yeah, it was definitely a stressful moment, but um, I'm glad glad I took this took the decision to come here and play in front of these amazing fans and just the coaching staff as well. Just playing the best best coaching staff in the
0: country, so yeah. And seven games into your your career. I mean, to have a moment like that is obviously special. But I, I know, like they always say, I've, like I had Connor Norby on the show last week, and he mm-hmm. was like, "Man, my freshman year, I just had to survive it." It's like for you, how has that transition been going from the high school ranks to college? Like, I'm sure there's been adjustments, but how? Yeah, there's definitely
2: you. there's definitely an adjustment, but I've kind of taught myself just to sink to the training and know that I'm prepared for the moment. But um, yeah, it's definitely a big, big, big change from high school to college, but just kind of like I said sink to the training not let the game get so so big and just control the breathing and um just know that I've been prepared and just let the preparation prepare for the
0: for the games how tough was the fall like mission week and all that going through for the first time
2: it was definitely tough I mean it was not easy at all but I thought it um it brings the team closer together as a bond and makes everyone mentally stronger and physically stronger but it was a it definitely wasn't easy at all.
0: Bristol Carter with us, ECU freshman outfielder. And we, we also talked about this after the game, but, you know, left field on Friday in Chapel mm-hmm. Hill. So was it, the, was it the sky or the lights or a combination? So everyone's
2: saying it's the, it's the lights, but it actually wasn't at all okay. because the ball was hit. Uh, Basically like, straight up? Yeah, it was hit yeah. straight up. So it was kind of the sky. And it was a weird in. sky. Yeah, it was a weird sky. And it's always weird, like, as soon as the sun's going down, it's kind of got that, like, Little like dark gray kind of blends into the ball. So, I when the ball was hit, I honestly thought it was popped up to like J Dub or, right. or um, the way that the way that um, Shaq was um, kind of running around. I thought it was hit to him. I, th- I thought I didn't wouldn't have had a play on it, but um, yeah, it was definitely definitely scary because I saw none of the ball. And, and
0: um, yeah, because I, I don't know how it came across on TV because I know there was a stream for that game, but like being there, yeah, like as soon as there was contact, you were just like.
2: Yeah, no, I didn't you, see you it, didn't all. See and it I told at all. Riley the yeah. inning before because I we've already we've uh, in practice and sometimes and even even games before when that sky gets like that sometimes we it's kind of hard to see the ball so I kind of have him let me know if he can see it and if I don't see it I'll I'll kind of yell out that I don't see right. it but
0: um yeah it's got to be like a I don't know pretty terrifying no it is <laughs> yeah it's, it's
2: it's not the best feeling not knowing where the ball is knowing that everyone's saying it's coming towards you and you can't
0: yeah. see it it's just i mean just one of those freak things with baseball unfortunately like yeah, yeah. it just happens um and you probably played mo- mostly center field right during your baseball yes, career so yep. has that been an adjustment as well because the ball you know you got to read it differently off the bat too and left yeah
2: it's definitely i mean it's definitely a lot different than um than center field you know the the way the ball's moving towards towards you and left than than center is a, is a big difference but i mean like I said, I'll play I'll play anywhere the coach needs me to as long as I'm contributing to the team.
0: And, you know, clearly there's there's a ton of guys who can start, including yourself. Uh, Luke Nowak and yourself have been splitting some time and left. We've mm-hmm. seen Carter Cunningham go out there. Cam Clonish play first. So it, it's one of those things where y'all just have a ton of depth and... and you know, y'all you push each other, but then also have those relationships too to, that you just want the team to do well at the end of the day? Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, we just want the team, like you said, do well at the end of the day and it doesn't matter where you're playing. I mean, you just got to be a good teammate whether you're uh, on the field or off the field, and I think that's exactly what we've been doing. And it's a good problem to have to um, have a lot of depth in the outfield and even in the infield, but, um,
0: you yeah. know. Bristol Carter with us, ECU freshman outfielder. So what was it like? Being on base, I, I certainly didn't expect Luke Nolwalk to to homer there. Uh, yeah, that was pretty yeah. crazy. So what was that like?
2: You know, it was – and you good. were off on the pitch, right? I was off yeah. on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, I was off. Um, you know, it was it was awesome. Um, just seeing him. I mean, I think it was what his first career home first run, career and probably home run. one of the biggest moments of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome, and he uh, he definitely deserved it.
0: So. I'm, uh, was it a hit and run? So, like, were you looking in on the pitch or were you just going?
2: Yeah, it was a hit and run. Okay. So, I was looking in and I saw the ball kind of take off to right field. Right. I didn't think it had a chance, but it kind of just kept, just going, kept going. And saw it, I saw it get out. That was awesome,
0: man. Yeah. And then he almost passed you on the bases. But <laughs> he did. Like, like, must like, have been <laughs> excited. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy, man. Yeah. Um, great, great atmosphere. Like, you know, when you're in the game, when you come in as a, a pinch runner and then obviously you get inserted, like, do you even – I'm sure, like when you're in the dugout, you recognize the crowd. But when you're on the field, like do you try and block it out, or can you still? Yeah, for feel me,
2: I, I honestly block it out. so mm-hmm. I don't really like I said when I when I hit the walk off, I really didn't hear much of the right. crowd because I was kind of blocking it out. But um, you definitely know they're there. You definitely can. I definitely can feel that they're there. But I, I kind of block it out.
0: For you, obviously, big moment, big moment for the team. How. And as we we will air this on our Tuesday radio show, you are going to be on the way to Old Dominion. So, quick turnaround. So, what's the mm-hmm. biggest challenge in you know moving past this and focusing on the next game?
2: Um, I would just say just preparing for ODU tomorrow and just recovering. We got a lift later today. Just getting prepared for the game tomorrow and just moving on.
0: And for baseball, it's almost like. You know, you celebrate the game, but y'all play so much, you just have to kind of learn how to do that, right? Because yes, otherwise, sir. you can yeah. you can let the previous game beat you. Almost. That's right. Yep. Bristol Carter with us. All right, so let's talk about your Northwest Guilford playing days, and uh, you played football, yes sir, along with uh, with baseball. Any other sports, or just those? Two?
2: I played basketball my freshman year, but once COVID hit, I kind of I quit that. So, how's your jumper?
0: It was all right. I wasn't much of a shooter.
2: I kind of just went up there and tried to dunk and. Okay. Just, was a defensive guy, kind of stole the ball.
0: And, Energy yeah,
2: guy? That's right. Yes, yeah, sir.
0: Uh, football-wise, I know you were telling me you and uh, Trenton Cloud, who's coming yep. to ECU, you know, three-star receiver commit, have a pretty good bond, and y'all mm-hmm. made some plays together. So I always heard Bristol Carter was pretty electric on the football field. So h- how are you as a football player?
2: I would say, I mean, it was, it was fun playing football. I think uh, it definitely helped me in the outfield because I, I, de- I was a defensive back. So safety, so just being able to go open up and go running for the ball for defense kind of helps me uh, play center field. But um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun playing football. Um, I played it growing up my whole life, and it would have been nice to play in college, but I knew I had to give it
0: up sooner or later. Any memorable plays from football that stick out the most to you?
2: I would say we were in the second round of playoffs my senior year and our quarterback, the game before, broke his one of his bones in his hand. So I had to, or no, it was that game, he broke his he broke his hand. And I had to step up and play quarterback. And it was, um, it might have been 20 to 20 with like 40 seconds left. And we were away, we were up in Watauga in the mountains. It was like 20 degrees snow and really cold. And um, I got the call on fourth and one for a quarterback sneak. And I took it for like fifty yards to win the game. I think there's like three seconds left, but they didn't uh they end up scoring. So that was probably that was probably the best memory.
0: So was this like a straight under center QB sneak or just no, like shotgun. Yeah,
2: it was shotgun and just okay. took one step back and let my blockers get out there and just took it took it in the outside and ran.
0: Good stuff, man. Good yeah. stuff. Uh Bristol Carter. And obviously a lot of good good memories on the, the diamond for you guys and uh y'all you had a, a bunch of big hits. So any big memories in baseball as well, at Northwest Guilford?
2: I would say... If you can pick one or
0: two. If I
2: could pick one, it'd probably be my last official at-bat. It was a home run to go up ahead in the third game. We ended up losing, but that was probably... That was a good feeling, just being able to hit that solo home run and and, um, get ahead of the team. But other than that, no.
0: So when you were getting recruited by Cliff Goblin and ECU at that time, what led you to choosing the Pirates? Just
2: the relationship I had with the coaches. They were... um, they were just amazing and I knew I could trust them. And it was every time we talked, it was never about like, it was, it was about baseball, but they would ask more questions about like how your family's doing and stuff like that. And that really stuck with me throughout the process. And I knew they, they cared just not about baseball, but about your life and your family. And that, um, that was a big big decision on why, why I picked here um, and just the fans, fans here.
0: Got to experience that last night, so that had yes, to sir. be pretty sweet. Was it your first jungle jump after the game, or had you done one previously?
2: I did one the first game just because okay. I had my first collegiate hit. That's so right. But, yeah.
0: So, that so I'm guessing both of them were sweet, mm-hmm. but last night had to be pretty awesome. Yeah, last night
2: was awesome. It was awesome.
0: Uh, Bristol Carter with us. All right, so. Trey Daly, general manager of the Dirtbags, uh, <laughs> always has to chime in when I've got a dirt bag on. Yep. You know Cam Clunch, yep. Uh We've told plenty of stories, and now we got Bristol Carter in. So uh, he always—I tell you what—he's always send me these videos of you doing crazy things for the Dirtbags, mm-hmm. like running, stealing bases, yeah. um, including a video where you ran over him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he says, ask him about stealing home in the top of the first with Tayshon Walton. Uh, on a right-handed pitcher, one out, 6'4", 225-pound hitter. He said it almost ended his career. Yeah. Craziest thing I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, he always brings up this moment in, in dirt bag. So we had, I forget where we were playing, probably somewhere, I think it might have been Fort Myers, and we had Tayshawn. He was committed to Miami, ended up signed for the Phillies in the fourth or fifth round. And he was up, I think I let off the game with a single and stole and somehow got to third, and um, there was one out, and he was up to, up to, up to the plate with... I think two strikes. Maybe it might have been one, and um, I kind of like hinted hinted to Trey tray that I'm stealing this stealing
0: home on him. Um, he said he told you no like three times.
2: Yeah, no. He, <laughs> yeah, he was telling me no, but I knew I knew I had the had the uh, had home plate stolen, so I ended up taking taking the uh, stolen base on that. And yeah, he always it's funny because he always brings <laughs> brings that
0: up. So you were so you did end up stealing it. Yes, sir. And uh, th- the guy didn't swing, so you didn't get yeah, hurt. Yeah, thankfully you so. didn't. Yep. <laughs> uh, but great moments uh, there for uh, Bristol, Carter with the dirtbags. So obviously, how much did, did that program along with Northwest Guilford just play a role in preparing you for what you're going through now? And, and you know, this level of baseball, because not many freshmen can come in ready to play and contribute like this.
2: Yeah, I mean, it played a big role. They, um, the dirtbags, we'd always play in the top. Top tournaments out there, and just being able to play in front of the competition definitely helped me for uh, college.
0: And you come come in obviously with some dirtbag teammates like uh, De Lorenzo and some other guys. So, any of those freshmen, uh, fellow freshmen, you've created a good bond with early on?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the every every teammate out there, I've created a bond with and um, enjoy hanging out with the team. But um, I would say, yeah, Jackson De is my roommate, so we have a okay. we have a good bond. And playing summer ball, we had a we had a bond before, but. Um, other than that, really, I just enjoy enjoy every every teammate.
0: With Jackson last night, he I mean he got a big spot as well and, and pitched well. I mean I know he had the, the wild pitch that uh, tied the game, but I think just judging off what I've seen to her, I think he's going to be a big contributor. Just how how have you seen him kind of grow over the years?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean he's he's grown a lot, and he um he picks the brains of the older older guys and asks them just questions that he has about uh, pitching or. Whether it's his mechanics or grips on the ball, and he's he's definitely going to be uh, play a big role in this this year, and he's he's a good pitcher.
0: Bristol Carter in studio with us in this special interview uh, via Team Boneyard and uh, the 23 Club. So, Bristol, when you look at Sunday's game having that moment like how much can it help your confidence i don't know like you, you, to me you, yeah. you've always been confident but like just as far as maybe just relaxing and letting the game come to you do you feel like yeah you can i mean it definitely
2: it definitely can boost my confidence a confidence a lot but um like you said earlier you kind of just have to move on from it and we are preparing for um, old dominion tomorrow but yeah it definitely definitely can boost my confidence
0: uh coach Goblin said one of the things he told you was like try not to pull it at least, like, focus on hitting backside. So is that yeah. one of the things you, you're working on early on as a freshman, like hitting-wise, using the whole field, that sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, using
2: the whole field definitely is uh, definitely can play a big part of my my game. And um, I've kind of been working on staying inside the ball, and that's exactly what I did to that pitch last
0: night and took it out of the way. And then defensively, uh, you know, playing left, is that something you've got to go out and, I don't know, rep more to get used to it? Is it just yeah, a field thing?
2: Yeah, we, so we take BP during practice every day. Well, he'll have me rep in center field and left field, so I'll I got reps plenty enough in left, and I'm getting used to it like I like I've gotten used to center field. So,
0: Old Dominion on Tuesday, and then the Keith LeClair Classic. So, have you had a chance to do much research on on Keith LeClair and just kind of what he he what he means to this program? His uh, pictures on the side of the stadium, and I believe y'all read coaching third. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, how much does Coach Gov kind of bring him up?
2: Yeah, I mean he brings him up almost almost every day, and we've uh. Like you said, we were at coaching third, but I was actually I think it was last year or the year before I came to the, the uh Clark Claire Classic. And um yeah, it's definitely definitely a big big part of the program and um
0: yeah. I know y'all don't look ahead, but like do you think it'll be pretty sweet y'all put on the, the twenty three jerseys this weekend, like is that do you think that'll mean a lot to you for the first time wearing Yeah, those it definitely will
2: mean a lot. Mean a lot being able to put those jerseys on for the first time.
0: And for you, what, what's what's the biggest key going forward to, you know, as you move into this week and the rest of the year? Is it consistency for you, you know, for success individually and as a team? Like, what's the big focus for you going forward? I would forward? say
2: consistency, yeah. Just being able to trust the process and uh, sink to, to the training.
0: All right, Bristol. Well, hey, man, this has been fun having you in studio. Yes, and, sir. uh, Appreciate your time. Congrats again on the, uh, the walk-off victory. and uh, First of many, man, so appreciate yes, it. All right, that's Bristol Carter. There's our interview from Monday at Bristol Carter. Of course, the team now on its way to ODU. Coverage 3 o'clock is first pitch. 245 pregame show begins with Scott Rogers from Norfolk. All right, we'll get our final break in. We'll come back. We will wrap up the show on a Tuesday after this. Here there be pirates. Back to Hoist the Colors with Steve and I go. How good
1: is this? On 94.3 The Game.
0: Welcome back in. Hoist the Colors wrapping up the show on this Tuesday. Great show. Really appreciate Jake Garcia for taking some time. Really just wanted to introduce him to Pirate Nation. Of course, we've had Caden Hauser in. You know, we've covered Raheem Jeter, his recruitment, and just haven't had a chance to really talk yet with Jake. Upon arriving at ECU, of course, he's been busy. Mid-year guy, got in a little late, so really appreciate his time. And introducing him a little bit, big battle in spring ball with him and Caten Hauser and Raheem Jeter for the starting quarterback position. We'll cover that all spring long, March 19th. That'll begin officially with practice. We'll continue our football coverage this week. Again, thanks again to Bristol Carter as well from baseball for stopping by there get ready for ODU. But we've got more football coverage tomorrow. We've got Chad Stevens, ECU senior, defensive end, in studio. Thursday, we've got J.D. Lampley, also a defensive lineman, in studio as we continue to get these guys in. Part of our partnership with Team Boneyard and through our HTC initiative where several of our members gave uh, to the cause to get these guys on the radio and on our show. So really looking forward to having all these guys on going forward, and uh, really appreciate uh, everybody's support. We'll see you on Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, this has been Hoist the Colors.